0: Listen up, real estate investors, entrepreneurs, and agents. You're in the right place. Unlocking the secrets to real estate investing and entrepreneurship. Welcome
1: to the Titanium Vault, hosted by RJ Bates III. Here's RJ. Welcome to the Titanium Vault.
0: Hey guys, this is RJ Bates. And you are on the Titanium Vault. This week we have experienced some technological difficulties. Technology won this week. And uh, it impacted the episode that we had planned for you guys. Uh, But as you can tell by the intro, we're going to improvise and we're going to make this week a special one. So today we have my son Trinity Bates with us. And uh, he's going to be our guest host. And uh, I'm going to be the guest I'm I'm going to answer some questions uh, We did a, a live Q&A on Facebook And some of our listeners gave us some great questions And uh, I didn't think it was appropriate to release as an actual episode uh, I wanted to kind of more make it a little bit more formal for all the platforms And uh, I felt like it was a good opportunity to bring Trinity on So uh, uh, let's... Uh, Bust into some of these questions and see if we can get these answers out for you guys.
1: Why did I start the titanium vault?
0: So, why did I start the titanium vault? Well, I uh, I wanted to give back to the real estate investing community. Um, you know, real estate investing has has changed my life. It's changed my all my partners and employees' lives, and it's something that we truly believe in. Uh, it's, a, it's a great path to create wealth for yourself and, and for your family. And, and not that money is necessarily what I'm talking about, but really have freedom of time, freedom of choice, and uh, just overall freedom. And that's really what I think wealth is. And I think real estate investing is a great avenue for that. And without people before me uh, being in real estate, investing, you know, they, they created content just like this. Um, there's great resources out there and uh, tons of people took time to sit there and and give me resources that I was able to teach myself and learn how to create titanium the way I have along with my partners. And, um, it it was really just a, a way that I felt comfortable on creating content. Um, I'm, I'm, an advocate for creating that kind of content and um, you know I'm not a writer so a blog wasn't really something that I thought uh, I would be long-term successful in um, I'm kind of camera shy uh, but I'm not shy to get behind a microphone and talk and and just uh, speak my mind and so really that's why I created the titanium vault was a way to give back to the real estate investing community and for it to be an outlet for me, and and it was a way for for me to give content out there to the masses. What's your favorite thing about the podcast? What's my favorite thing about the podcast? Um, it it definitely has to be sitting down with the guest and getting to hear about their their incredible journeys. Uh, I get to handpick each one of my guests. Um, you know, I, I know most of them on a personal level and, uh, but every time I have a guest on here, there's something that comes out in this format that I, I haven't heard a part of their story or something like that. And so really my favorite part about the whole thing is just getting to know people better and hear their incredible stories. I'm, I'm just as much of a listener as I am the host and a lot of times. Um, I, I take so much away from these interviews, um, and so really my favorite part about about the Titanium Vault has just been the experience of connecting with our guests and, and really getting to hear their incredible journey.
1: What's the best form of marketing?
0: The best form of marketing. So, you know, this was a question that was given to by one of our listeners, and it, it's obviously a very broad question Um, but I want to kind of steer it back in a direction that I did on the Facebook Facebook, um, Q&A which is there's so many different forms of marketing but all of us are taught a lot of the older traditional methods which is direct mail, cold calling door knocking, bandit signs I, I think here in the very near future, the mark, the high level real estate investing firms are gonna start moving more into the digital marketing platforms. I talked about it in the, the Facebook Q and A that I'm going to have an episode on here where I'm actually bringing a digital marketing expert on to talk about that. Um, and what I mean by digital marketing is is content online Uh, Facebook ads, Google, AdWords, pay-per-clicks, retargeting, uh, podcasts, blogs, things like that. Uh, I think it's very important for um, us as real estate investors to realize that our forms of marketing are antiquated. Uh, We're behind the times. Yeah, direct mail and cold calling and all these things still work, and they're absolutely necessary because a lot of times we are targeting older generations. But those older generations are starting to come on. Uh, to these digital marketing platforms. And uh, we're going to see that that's the direction that we need to head as real estate investors. So right now, um, I I think it's very important for all of us to start moving more in that direction, but definitely continue doing the the other types of of marketing. And it really just depends on what market you're in, how saturated um, certain forms of marketing already are, um, and just trying to find a, a new way to to go into the market and find your niche. Um, I know a lot of people out in Phoenix have had success with cold calling because direct mail is so c- competitive that they were able to find a niche within cold calling. And I think that's a good example of just, you know, don't beat your head against the wall and be like everybody else. Just find a new way to get your message across.
1: When do you start building your team?
0: Uh, it depends on what business you're in. If you're a wholesaler, I think you can bring someone on as acquisitions or dispositions pretty quickly because those can be commission-only positions and and it is not a overhead for you. Uh, if you're a rehabber or a flipper, um, I think once you are established and you've, you have enough deals under your belt and enough volume that the, the earliest position that maybe you should fill would be like a project manager or a field manager... To help you manage contractors' bids, uh, getting lien releases and contractors paid, and all of that stuff, materials, um, all those things that can consume your time. Um, as an entrepreneur, time is your most valuable asset, and so I, I think it's very important to to find a way to free up your time so you can be working on the business and not in the business. So, really, in those two businesses, that's those are kind of the roles um if you're strictly just a, a landlord um uh, maybe getting someone on to help you manage those properties like maintenance or helping you, you know, screen tenants and and show properties and things along those lines um but really wholesaling and rehabbing would be kind of the businesses that I would foresee needing positions filled early on
1: What's going to invite you for wholesalers?
0: is a great question. I I see a lot of things changing for wholesalers over the next 5 years. Um, you know, I I've talked extensively to a lot of investors that uh were investing prior to 2007-2008 and now they're they're sensing some of the same trends as were happening back then, not as drastic, but everybody's kind of waiting and, and seeing when is that correction or dip in the the hot markets going to happen, uh, or where there could potentially even be a more drastic crash. Um, probably not as severe as 2007, 2008, but um, there's, there's probably going to be some form of a correction. And um, I see that impacting all investors, but also – Uh, wholesalers. And and what I mean by that is, is right now we're seeing that there's a ton of people coming into investing and they're taught that wholesaling is the easiest and the best way to get started with no money, which is true. So more people are doing it, which means there's more people spending marketing dollars to find deals, which in turn means that your cost per acquisition has gone up which means your wholesale fee needs to go up, so you're getting your ROI as a wholesaler, which in turn means that the rehabber or the landlord who's buying the deal is probably getting a worse deal than they were a couple years ago, which now means those deals, when they're turned around and they're sold, aren't as good as they were a couple years ago. And I'm seeing this across the board. I'm seeing deals being sent out at, you know, $0.80, 80, 85, 90 cents on the dollar and it, those are just not really good investments and so it concerns me as an investor what's going to happen. Um, I, I see that impacting impacting wholesalers um, here over the next couple of years and and it's something that currently at Titanium we are preparing for. Um, that's why I'm such an advocate for building passive income. Uh, we are looking to buy, um, you know, a large portion of single-family uh, rentals as well as multifamily investments. And and the reason why is because I want to prepare. I want to have that passive income so whenever the wholesaling revenue and that income goes away, because I, I'm not going to sacrifice our numbers, um, I, I want to have the, the passive income uh, available for us.
1: What going to Titanium expand to next?
0: You know, right now, Titanium is not looking to expand to any new markets. Um, it, we have a couple of things that are possibilities. Um, I have a, a buddy from uh, way back in the day in, in, in school. Um, he lives in Alaska, and, and he's a realtor and, and an investor up there. And we've talked a little bit about maybe doing some business. Um, you know, but really I, I wouldn't want to do fix and flips or wholesaling up there. Uh, it would really just be a passive income play. And so we might do something along those lines, maybe buy some, uh, triplexes or, or quadplexes and, or just single family rentals. But outside of that, um, a- unless a multifamily deal or a large portfolio comes along the way and it's just, you know, cash flowing machine, uh, we're really not looking to expand to any new markets.
1: Who was the outside
0: influence on Titanium? The biggest outside influence uh, for Titanium was, uh, you know, it was pretty early on. Um, uh, We had a wholesale deal that we had blasted out to our buyers list. No one had shown any interest. We really didn't know what we were going to do to sell it. And back then, you know, we... We didn't know a whole lot of uh, ways to get things out there, but we were trying to figure it out. And we had uh, put the property on myhousedeals.com. And uh, Chris Bergen uh, saw this. And uh, Chris Bergen is definitely uh, the biggest outside influence uh, on titanium. And, and now he's not even an outside influence. I consider him uh, one of my best friends. I consider him... Uh, A mentor. I consider him a partner and, uh, we own a a lot of deals together and we've done a lot of business together. And, uh, I love the guy. I love everything that he's done for me as a person and, and for, for everyone within our company. Um, but he called me about this deal and he said, Hey, I, I'm not interested in buying this deal, but, um, I have, uh, I have a guy that's looking for a property in Fort Worth, Texas, and he might be interested. Can I send it to him? And if I, if he wants to buy it, will you give me, you know, will you pay me? And I said, yeah. And, uh, never heard from him again, but I saved his phone number. I put him down as my phone as Chris. And, uh, somehow he got on my buyer's list. And about two months later I sent him a property and, uh, I get a call from Chris and I, I I had forgotten, uh, you know, who this Chris guy was. And I answered the phone and he's like, Hey, this is Chris. And, uh, I want to buy that property. Send me the contract and I'll deposit earnest money. That's when I found out he lives in California and uh, still could not remember, you know, how did this guy get in my phone? And I, you know, I thought about it for hours and then I finally remembered. I was like, yeah, that's right. It was that deal that we had and we put it on my house deals and he called me. And um, so, actually, interesting story. Uh, this property that we sold him. Uh, he had an appraisal on the property to get his hard money loan and the appraisal came back and the house was a thousand square feet smaller than what we thought it was, what we were told and, um, and what was on tax records. And so I actually was freaking out. I was going to make a nice wholesale commission on this property and, um, I drove out there. I, I measured the property myself. I, I think it's the only property I've ever measured like that uh, outside of when I was a contractor. And, uh, sure enough, it was a thousand square feet smaller. So, uh, we had gotten this property off of hub zoo, which is an auction website. And, uh, we, we contacted them and, you know, normally your earnest money is hard as soon as you, as soon as you deposit it. And, um, we we told them the situation and they refunded us our earnest money and uh but before that I talked to Chris and I said, You know what, you're absolutely right. The house is not the right square footage and here's your earnest money, you know, I'm I'm not you know, he had already admitted he was like, Well, I, I deposited the earnest money, I'm not gonna do the deal, but it's non refundable, so I mean if I lost it, I lost it and I just told him, I said, No, I'm not taking your earnest money and it was that moment where as a, a simple as a maneuver as it was, um, you know Chris just it, it grew a rapport between the two of us, and uh, he trusted me. And uh, the next three deals that I got, I sent to him, and he bought all three of them. And the fourth one I sent to him, uh, he was like, "Look, dude, I can't buy all of them." And uh, he was like, "But I do know people." And maybe we could co-wholesale these. And I said, sure, you know, why not? And sure enough, he brought us a buyer. And then I got another deal and another deal. And and we just became pseudo-partners after that. I mean, we we worked together. um, We've been working together for, I think, three and a half years now. And uh, like I said, we own properties together. We've done rentals. We've done flips. We've done vacation rentals. Um, We're actually... Uh, closing on a deal together in hawaii right now um where where he's raising the private capital i found the part property and my partner out in hawaii elijah is going to be doing the rehab and the construction on it and also doing the property management and so that's a little bit of how creative real estate investing can be but um yeah you know chris bergen out of uh Oh, Los Alamitos, California. Um, he's definitely been the biggest influence on, um, on titanium investments. So, guys, I know this was a little bit different of an episode, but I appreciate you guys um, for everything that you've done for the podcast and for the success. We have a lot of great guests lined up here for the next couple months, and so I apologize about the technical difficulties we had. Um, but uh, love having my son with me today. Um, answer, you know, asking these questions and, uh, doing the intro. And, uh, he has a, a little, uh, a a way that we say goodbye to each other. So that's how we're going to sign off today.
1: High five. Miss from hug kiss
0: thanks so much for listening to the titanium vault with your host rj bates the for more info and to stay up to date visit www.podcast.thetitaniumvault.com and on facebook.com slash the titanium vault if you enjoyed the episode please rate and review and we'll catch you next time on the titanium vault